Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres with the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andrea Gazzetta! Yay! We've got a great episode for you today, but before we start, we got some more five-star reviews! This one comes to us from Cracks Blork. Okay. Uh, The title is Great Podcast. A guy friend recently told me he read a study, citation needed, that stated violent sociopaths with small penises become serial killers and violent sociopaths with big ones become cult leaders. This is true. If you need to know more about it, the live episode of Last Podcast on the Left goes into this extensively. Before I could question the validity of this study, he said, so I would be a cult leader, right? And I had to gently correct him. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, great podcast, guys. Oh, more of a Slim Jones, less of a Jim Jones. <laughs> oh. oh. Fuck, Slim Jones is the best name I've ever heard of my entire life. <laughs> this one comes to us from Lantry Pammy, and it says, Now I'm just a simple gator lawyer, but this is the best podcast about Colts hand down. Witty, smart, and funny. Not to mention the hosts are very active and interactive on social media. What's the difference? It makes you feel a part of the Colts fam. We're not a cult though, right? Uh, you can leave whenever you want. Yeah, we're a cult. <laughs> yeah, Get on in here, a little, bud. A little bit. Come on in. It's fine. The water's great. The cheese is melted. And full of gators. (laughs) Yeah, don't go swimming in here. Anyway, we've got a great episode for you guys. We know you're going to love it. Uh, So tune on in. Put your ears on. Put the the sounds on the airwaves. (laughs) Is it obvious I'm a gator? (laughs) I'm I'm an obvious alligator. Anyway. Hello. Hello. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always... These are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cold Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have... Andrea Gazzetta! Yay! And it's Armando's week! Yeah! Hey everybody, I'm back. We're back from the road trip. We just did... uh, the spanking cult last week. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite. I'm really glad everyone Thwack, liked bitch. the. Uh, Thwack. <laughs> I'm really glad that everyone liked the fan fiction. Yes. And, it's uh, so fun. Yeah. I also want to state that uh, in the podcast, you said that you would drop that motherfucking vampire. Oh, fan shit. Fiction. I totally forgot. Yeah. So no, we might be able to I wait for to. some. Maybe we'll do some. Uh, some erotic reading on a bonus episode on a of bonus the episode? I, I feel like that would be very strange. But, yeah. <laughs> but I sure. We'll do if, the characters. I'll orchestrate the music. We'll make it an audio drama. If people super want to, yeah. then like, Yo, sure. let us know. Yeah. If you want to hear Please. some vampire let it, erotica. Let us know. If you want to hear dramatic readings of vampire erotica, I guess let us know. Um, I want it so Please don't. My parents listen to this. Uh, I think we should make it a bonus episode for sure. Oh yeah. It's well, not it's, a it's fourteen chapters long. So like it's it's a full book. Like it's yeah. the size of a book. Fourteen chapters long is a weird way to measure your dick, but alright. <laughs> <laughs> alright, but so we had a great week last week, lots of fun. This week, oh boy. Today we're covering a group that's part Bundy family 
and part people's temple with a little bit of other cult influence peppered in just for good measure. Oof. This is one of those rare times that we're covering something before other people are. But this is likely because the news of this is still developing and a bulk of what we're covering today just happened. In the next few days, you guys should definitely expect to hear more about this group and about the siege in Montana. Today, we're covering a doomsday cult as dangerous as the doomsday they predicted. Heavily armed, heavily drugged, and ready to die for its tortured and enigmatic leader, the project at Eden's Gate may be one of the most disturbing groups we'll ever cover. So let's dive into this buckwild cult and its leader, Joseph Seed, aka The Father. The rich will get what they want. The poor will lose what they need. The devil knows our fears. He told all his friends. His last name is Seed? Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. There's a lot of, I got a lot of cum jokes I, in the I bank here. I was going to say, I was like, is, isn't because he likes to spread it? Eh. <laughs> My brain is father. basically a sperm bank with all the cum jokes I got stored right now. Gross. Is he the father? <laughs> is he the daddy? Oh, <laughs> shit. Can I, wait, can I do this over? And it's leader, Joseph Seed, a.k.a. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so upsetting. Joseph Seed, a.k.a. La papi. Here's the thing. This it's is not love. This is an audio medium. You did not need to bite your finger either time. None of them can see it. it. Only we can. Yeah, and I made direct Upsetting eye contact with you. It was real bad. Please don't. So a lot of what we know about Joseph Seed and Eden's Gate comes from Joseph Seed himself, along with a few interviews from members who left the group and archived files from the United States Department of Justice and the United States Marshals Service. Oh, God. Yeah. It's That's some uh, serious shit. It's intense. What'd they do, like invade a national park or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, really? <laughs> yeah. They are part Bundy family. How many cow wives do they have? <laughs> are they uh, on the move? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to milk these cow jokes for hey. all their work. <laughs> this is serious, Paige. Okay, all right. They took over a county in Montana. <laughs> really have to steer away from those cow jokes. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Joseph Seed was born on August 19th, 1974, in a poor rural part of Rome, Georgia. He's oh, a no. Leo. Yeah. You know that something is whack when it's named after a much better version? <laughs> Anytime there's a city, like a city in the South that's named after a city in Europe, it's never yeah. good and it's often mispronounced. <laughs> My favorite is uh, Paris, California. Where oh, that, Paris, that California family, is terrible. That family that uh, kidnapped, or not kidnapped, they just raised the kids. Yeah, they just, they just got convicted. They're going to yeah. prison. Fuck yeah, because they're fucking terrible monsters. Paris, California is my favorite because it's named Paris and it's spelled P-E-R-R-I-S. No. They were like, we'll name ourselves after the center of culture. And they're like, spell Paris. And they're like, My My fiance Jake is from Canton, Texas. Not Canton, China. Canton, Texas. Well, I Rome... can't even believe that. <laughs> Rome, Georgia uh, is not a good neighbor. Well, it's so it's like the biggest part 
of the county that it's in, I guess. And it's it's come a long way since then. But back in the 70s, not a very good place to live. Even though JP the Deuce lived there. <laughs> yeah, just... yeah. He was born in a rural part of Rome, Georgia, as the middle child. He lived in a poor, run-down house on the outskirts of town with his father and his older brother Jacob and his younger brother John. And as you might be able to tell by the boys' names, Joseph's father was really fucking religious. Yeah. And into Jay's. Also, <laughs> what's the deal with his mom? I didn't hear a mom listed. Uh, So, from what I can find of the mother is that she was, like, like in and out. Mm. Like, there and then not there and then She's like, back. I'm going to the real room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give me some pizza and pasta, motherfuckers. When I'm there, I'm family. I'm trying to see the world. I want to see Rome, Georgia and Paris, California. <laughs> And Canton, Texas. <laughs> and London, Louisiana. Just like, <laughs> I don't know if there is one. I'm and just... Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> Culture. I, I say this as someone from Dublin, California. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, shit. Oh, God. I, didn't, I was making fun of it, and then I was like, wait a second. That's amazing. <laughs> there is something later where we find out what happened to her ultimately, but like during the childhood, it seems like kind of in and out may be addicted to drugs uh, mm. based off of some things that you get from the writing. Or but, just like addicted to good tomato sauce. Yeah. Because it's Rome. <laughs> Luigi. She might have just been addicted to drugs because when in Rome, Georgia, oh. uh, do as the Georgians do. <laughs> so Joseph's father was a former fundamentalist minister. And also this is worth noting is that uh, Joseph only ever refers to his father as old man seed. Which is sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a cum joke about old dude. Cum. I was gonna this sounds like the laundry at an old folks home. <laughs> oh god. I'm so sorry. These sheets are just filled with old man seeds. <laughs> Earlier today I cracked a towel in half. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, a former fundamentalist minister, Old Man Seed, often preached about the corruption of modern society and about the need to return to a strict, literal interpretation of the Bible. That's always dangerous, because if there's anything that probably shouldn't always be taken literally, it's the Bible. Oh, you mean that story of metaphors? I mean, don't get me wrong. There are parts of it that are meant to be historical books and records of things that happened, but there's also a lot of it that is metaphorical, and it's... If you don't know which is which, that's problematic. Yeah. David and Goliath, metaphor. That I... time that dude was burning some bush. 420. Learn it. <laughs> Worship it. Allegedly, David and Goliath was not a metaphor, but it's probably a, like their version of a giant is potentially our version of like a regular sized person. He was a giant. He was six foot one. <laughs> People were tinier back then. I want a bumper sticker that just says 420 worship it. <laughs> well, after he was forced to resign from his church, he refused to find a new job and he slipped deeper and deeper into his alcoholism as his family fell deeper and deeper into poverty. So they lived off of food stamps, soup kitchens, and the food that Jacob, the oldest brother, could steal for the others. Although, whenever Old Man Seed caught Jacob with stolen goods, he would beat him within an inch of his life. Jeez. His favorite weapon to beat his children with, by the way, was either his leather-bound Bible or his black leather 
belt. Jesus. So he's uh, definitely a leather daddy. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I was le- there, but I was like, I feel le- like this is a bad time to say it. I'm sorry. A leather father. Uh, <laughs> oh, Joseph God. C. He's a leather poppy. <laughs> he's a pleather poppy. Ooh. Friend to the animals, but not his children. No, <laughs> no. Joseph Seed recalls that he and his brothers lived in constant fear of their father. Even though Jacob, the oldest, was the target of a majority of the beatings because their father's belief was that the eldest son was responsible for the sins of his brothers. Jeez. Oh, no. When they reached high school age, old man Seed pulled Joseph and his older brother Jacob out of school and forced them into being homeschooled because he believed that the outside world was full of corruption. And they were corrupting his sons into becoming horrible, horrible people. You know, things like things in the outside world, like uh, like movies, uh, books, comics, video games, all of these things are corrupting the youth and turning them evil. But Oof. John, the youngest, he was too young to be taken out of school and still attended public school. In his writing, Joseph tells a story of a time when his father found an issue of a Spider-Man comic in the small room that the brothers shared. As his father beat him with his leather belt, Joseph claims that he heard a voice for the first time. The voice of the creator, the voice of God. And it said, why are these Spider-Man pages stuck together? (laughs) (laughs) Too much web. (laughs) Old Man Seed was reading it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm just really concerned about this whole homeschooling element because anytime you isolate children from other children, they get weird. Well, it's weird that in gym class, all of the lessons are, this is how you move a leather belt around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. So the voice told Joseph that everything would soon be okay and that he couldn't let his older brother interfere with the beating because his older brother, Jacob, often tried to step in and either take the beating or, as he got older... Fight against old man Seed, which is a sticky battle. So, so Joseph took his beating and told his brothers what he had heard. And not long after the Spider-Man incident, the youngest brother John had the marks from his father's belt noticed by his teacher. And Child Protective Services came to the home of the Seed family and took the three boys. Okay, kind of a win. Hooray! I feel better about this. Old man Seed and the mother, whose, again, name I have no idea and couldn't find anything of, was tried and found guilty of child abuse, and they were both sent to prison. This is where all mention of the mother cuts off. But... I couldn't find anything about the length of the sentence, but I did find out that old man Seed, at least according to Joseph, he died in prison. Okay. And his death was ruled an accident, but Joseph claims it was the will of God. Ooh, this is kind of like Father Divine, where he was like taking credit for people dying. Yeah. 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 He also, it's uh, interesting to note when you read what he wrote down, he was like, it was either the will of God or... Or my dad was really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, apparently he got pushed downstairs. That's what he thinks happened. Oh, he got showgirls? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> After spending a few weeks in an orphan, do you think somebody was like, I got old man seed all over my bunk? Oh, I was thinking that somebody was like, I'm going to be the first of the food line. I'm the star. <laughs> and then, you know. Yeah. After spending a few weeks in an orphanage where Joseph was instructed to never tell anyone about the voice that he heard, the three boys were sent together to a foster home on a large farm outside of Rome, Georgia. So they got all placed together? 
They did. They got oh, they got placed together, sweet. which is good. However, according to Joseph, their new foster parents only wanted to use them as free labor. Oh no. They didn't actually care about having children. They just cared about having somebody to tend to the large barn. Well, that's like if anybody listened to the last podcast episodes on the shoemaker, where yeah. that was the same thing that happened to him. Yeah. It's, we know it, how that turned out. Yeah. It's and this good. is the other thing. And so Jacob, the oldest brother, was beaten so regularly and for so long that uh, according to anyone who knew the family, they said that eventually by the time he reached like adolescence, Jacob was as violent, if not more violent, than his father had Jeez. ever been. Inspired by Joseph's message from The Voice, Jacob decided to free him and his brothers from the foster home. And here is a passage from Joseph's writing in which he details what happened that night. One night, Jacob woke John and me. Without word, he led us out of the barn and began pouring gasoline on everything inside it. Then he set it on fire. As the flames rose higher, the light, the crackling, and the cries of the animals woke our guardians. They ran outside in a panic. Jacob had swapped his cans of gasoline for a sturdy axe handle. He knocked out the man with a few blows. He was left lying on the ground, face bloodied, illuminated by the flames. His wife was screaming in terror while we watched without the slightest feeling of pity. Jacob had burned the house, the car, everything they owned. When there was nothing left to burn, we sat on the ground and watched the fire consume and purify. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yikes. Has he, uh, somebody read Firestarter, right? What a hack. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Must really love Alicia Keys. Yeah. So th- <laughs> <laughs> this board is on fire. 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 <laughs> so obviously, uh, I don't know if any of you guys know anything about like the intricacies of the foster care system, but setting the house on fire, big no-no. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jacob was promptly sent to a juvenile detention center, a.k.a. Juvie, while Joseph and John were put back into an orphanage. John was quickly adopted, but Joseph bounced around from home to home until he was 18 and then just set free. Because that's what happens if you can't get adopted. Yeah. You just kind of live until yeah. you're 18. It's a very sad cycle that we've seen again and again. We kind of saw it with Charles Manson. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, where he just kind of like bummed around, got pushed around from like juvenile detention center to juvenile detention center, and eventually they were just like, all right, get out. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, and uh, the more we're learning about children and adults, like you're not really an adult when you're 18, so no. it's kind of like. Yeah. No, your brain doesn't even stop developing until you're like, what, 25? Yeah. 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 So Joseph returned home to Rome, Georgia, only to find that his home had become the site of a new shopping center. Because Rome, Georgia had started growing, and with it, basically all of the homes that were there were completely bulldozed and replaced with a brand new way of life that he had completely, like, kind of just not really seen, you know? He just missed out. Kind of like Charles Manson missing out on most of the 60s. Yeah. Until he was freed, you know... In, like, 67, I think it was. Yeah. So, after finding that his home had been destroyed, Joseph began looking everywhere he could to find his brothers. He found odd jobs along the way, but always lost them when he opened up about his past or hearing the voice. And one night, Joseph was mugged by three men. And when they didn't find anything of value to take, they violently beat him in a manner similar to the way his father used to beat him. According to Joseph, he felt doubt about the voice as it had not come to help him with finding his brothers or avoiding the mugging 
uh, or getting a good job. That was the other thing is that he's like, well, you didn't help me when I was getting mugged. You didn't help me when I was looking for my brothers. You didn't help me when I was looking for a job. I applied at the Walmart. You could have been my reference (laughs) voice. (laughs) You've known me my whole life. But then the voice returned, and it showed Joseph a vision. And this is, again, this is according to Joseph. Right, right, right. It showed Joseph a vision, a vision of the end of the world. Isn't that always, though? Like, don't visions have anything else to show? Like, can't they just show, like, hey, this is next Sunday when you'll eat a nice sandwich? Like, no, it's always (laughs) just, like, the end of everything. And, Joseph Seed, we are showing you your brand new car! Oh, my God! And you get a vision! You get a vision! I have to pay taxes on this vision! (laughs) (laughs) Well, the vision was not specific on how the world would end. Because why would it be? But it was clear that Joseph's mission was to find his brothers and lead a flock of the righteous and save them from the apocalypse. Okay. And with this last vision, after going through a baptism of blood and becoming a new man, because they beat him almost to death, Joseph's seed was reborn as the father. Why do they always got to call themselves the father? It's like, you know, where were you last Christmas? All you got us was gruel. I bet he's never made a woman come either. That's the worst part. You can't call yourself daddy unless you. <laughs> oh, boo. Boo. Yeah. I hear he's a real fire starter in the bedroom. <laughs> That's his older brother. Oh, never mind. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, his brother really heats stuff up between the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> and everywhere. everywhere. And everywhere. Every everywhere. Every place. On the Always. walls. The car. <laughs> the floor. <laughs> Again, according to the father, the voice had told him where to find John Seed, because one of the law firms that had worked to repurpose Rome, Georgia, had an employee that, on top of that account by the name of John Duncan. When the father visited the law firm in Atlanta, he and his brother were reunited, and Joseph convinced John to become his first follower. So what happened is John got sent off to a different family and changed his name. John Duncan lived his whole life to, like, make it seem like he was the son of a well-off family and then when they died he like inherited a small sum Mm -hmm. and like he was like i'm just a lawyer from atlanta and so when his brother showed up he was like fuck this shit i'm out i hate suits i hate everything let's go Mm. fuck atlanta as a lawyer john was able to call in a few favors and find out what happened to their older brother jacob after becoming more violent and hostile in juvie when he became 18 he was given the option to either go to adult jail or Join the military. Oh, fuck. Oh, Which means God. he got training. Yeah. Oh, remember, no. Remember back in the day when it was like, if you went to jail for something, you could either go to jail or you could join the military. And then that's why a bunch of uh, gang members in Los Angeles just have Marine capabilities when it comes to being in gangs. Because they just got out and were like, yeah, I could kill somebody from a mile away. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So that's, he got in on that fucking bullshit. After serving in the Marines... Two tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, the public records of Jacob Seed just completely ended. He just went off the grid. According to the father, the voice told him again to return to Rome and to search the homeless shelters. And in a shelter just outside the city, the Seed brothers found their eldest brother and convinced him to join Joseph, the father, on his mission to save humanity. So together... (laughs) I just remember that scene from Blues Brothers with... We're here to save humanity. And then they just put on the sunglasses. We're on a mission from me. (laughs) 
So, together, the three brothers bought a small chapel near their old home in Rome. The father preached his religion. The father's original sermon was based on the Old Testament, but also borrowed heavily from what was going on in America at the time, which was kind of like the Occupy Wall Street movement. Okay. And the growing threat of nuclear warfare with North Korea, which is, like, huge. But there's also this thing of, like, you look at what he wrote, and if you also... There's leaked footage of some of his sermons that he gave in a closed space, and it's not necessarily Christian. It's actually not necessarily any exact religion. Yeah. It just kind of, like, bounces around using bits and pieces from everything else. Well, I mean, that's like Charles Manson kind of begged, borrowed, and stole from everybody, including the Beatles, to, you know, make his version of a religion work. The difference is is that, uh, straight up, Joseph Seed believes everything he's saying. Ooh, yikes. Because according to multiple members, people began flocking to the chapel and listening to the father and his warning. And it's important to note that the group was not asking for money. They didn't want donations. They had all of John's money. So they didn't care about money. That's kind of like the Order of the Solar Temple, where like yeah. they did ask for money, but they didn't necessarily need it because they were kind of independently wealthy. Yeah. So they didn't need money. He was just asking for people to follow him because he believed in his message. Basically... A lot of people early on devoted themselves because all he was asking for was your devotion. Right. And he would save you from the apocalypse, from which he would preach this, like, revelation-style, like, scene. He was like, this is what I saw in my vision. But, of course, it was all, like, updated. Because he was like, yeah, I fucking live in the 21st century. Right. And there's going to be, like, buses on fire. Uh, Donald Trump's going to get a new show. Uh, yeah, like a bunch of weird shit. Um, Joseph, what did I tell you about the acid and the voices, huh? <laughs> Mom, you came back. Mom, Mom, you piece of shit. Anyway, uh, however, one member, Drew Holmes, was seen by the father and the, his older brother Jacob as a problem. According to the father, Drew Holmes sought to take the flock from him and wanted to monetize the congregation. So, he was pushed out of the church. They kicked Drew Holmes out. However, after he was excommunicated, the man disappeared. In fact, his disappearance has not been solved still. Ooh. Ooh. So, right after that, they brought in the father and uh, a lot of members accusing them of killing him, especially Jacob. But they couldn't find any evidence and the body, like I said, has still never been found. Ooh. But... Due to all the rumors spreading and all the bad press, the father had no choice but to take his flock and leave Rome, Georgia. While looking at a map of the United States, the brothers decided that the best place to set up their new home would be southwest Montana. Because it was spread out and, um, as per Jacob's word, if they needed to defend it, it would be easy because of how spread out it was and how like you could use... Uh, physical like mountains or streams mm-hmm. as barriers to stop incoming forces. So this is, I mean, this is something we've seen with some other cults too, of like moving the congregation yeah. allows yeah. you greater control because now those people don't know anyone but you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're their only point of contact. Yeah. You also, so they have like a Mooney style transition where like as they're heading to their new Mecca, they just get people on the way. Like they're like, ah, oh, we're passing through, we might as well hold up a congregation on the side of the street next to this Vons. And then mm-hmm. they're like preaching. They're like, yeah, the devil is coming. The end of the world is here. There is also a very good sale on apples. And <laughs> come on over. 
Try us sometimes. Vons. <laughs> that one's for free, Vons. Sponsor the podcast. So. Um or but, don't. Like the last time I yeah. went to Vons I saw a rat. Yeah, I don't go to I don't oh, go to Vons. No. I only go to Pavilions because I'm bougie now. Ooh. Pavilions is owned by Vons. I know. Yeah, okay. Now this took a bit of digging because in the scripture, uh, he mentions moving to a place called Hope County. But there is no such thing as Hope County in Montana. And it looks like where he did move was to Cascade County. Uh, which is, uh, he moved somewhere outside of the town of Great Falls, Montana. So it's southwest Montana. That's where he went with all like the, this beautiful. It's Montana, nation. but with like black beans and queso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, along the way, the group had grown in numbers up to a few hundred, but they had also recruited a woman named Rachel Jessup, who began going by the name Faith Seed uh, because she was the <laughs> sister of joseph seed uh although not biologically just because she decided it yeah yeah, i love when people just decide that they're people siblings so uh, i one of the things that i was kind of able to uncover i couldn't find a lot of concrete evidence but it looks like when he started in rome georgia there was also a faith seed Hmm. and then something happened and they kind of forgot that she ever existed until midway through the trip, they met Rachel Jessup, and a new Faith Seed came into existence. So, like, Faith Seed was a part of the congregation, and then they just weren't feeling it anymore. And then she texted them, and they were like, new phone, who dis? And she was like, how <laughs> dare you? Yeah. We had a life together. You know, that kind of thing. It's kind of like a... They more... ghosted her, is what I'm saying. It's yeah. kind of like in a series when they just replace a character with someone yeah. else. Yeah. And just a new pretend. Aunt oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like a podcast where, like, one member goes on maternity <laughs> leave, and then we just bring some someone else in and we cheer when we say their name and we just figure no one will notice yeah eventually. yeah we just go like ah she's italian enough it'll be fine <laughs> it's true we've only had italian hosts except if you just renamed me marie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much pretty much hey bella shut up anyway oh, so oh, it's like a uh, it's like a mother divine scenario yeah that's yeah. what i was gonna say mm-hmm. it's very like they were there and then uh this person what I'm trying to say is that it's kind of heavily implied that maybe she died. Ooh. And then there was no mention of what happened and no death record or burial record or anything. Also because Faith Seed is definitely not her name because they didn't have a sister. Yeah, you ain't no Penaniah. No, but Rachel Jessup was definitely a person, uh, somebody who had a history of drug addiction and a criminal past. Yikes. And then started uh, hanging out with uh, the group and started going by the moniker Faith Seed. Mm. Uh, also, she brought her friend, a chemist known only as Peter. But that may have not been his real name. Peter? You know what? If you're going to go by a single name, make it a good one. Like Gaga, Madonna. Beyonce. Or Peter. Beyonce. Hi, Cher. I'm uh, Peter. No. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm Mama. the Peter. You're, you're Sergio. Just <laughs> <laughs> We decided. Uh, a few residents of Cascade County have come forward saying that when the group showed up, they began taking land. However, according to records archived by the, dire- uh, the Department of Justice, I can say that the land was purchased outright by one 
John Duncan, a.k.a. John C. Oh, okay. And we've seen this shock to a small county before with the Rajneeshi in Oregon. Yeah, where people just show up and all of a sudden your little town is now a commune. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people felt threatened by it because the group literally began building compounds on their land, which they referred to their land as Eden's Gate. And the group themselves took on a name project at eden's gate Mm -hmm. referring to their work of building bunkers and shelters capable of withstanding the upcoming apocalypse although the locals came up with a much more uh derogatory name for them the peggies because it's project at eden's gate p-e-g pegs peggies you started calling them peggies and if you want to piss them off you call them peggies it's like when we called uh what was it? The 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 brethren? They called them like trash eaters. Oh yeah, the trash eaters. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, Peggy's. <laughs> I'm thinking more of like it. a Mad Men Peggy, where she was just like the shit and comes out on top at the end. So the arrival of the father had divided the surrounding area. A lot of locals saw the growing group of religious nut jobs who were building an obvious compound and also stockpiling weapons on weapons on weapons mm-hmm. as the second coming of the Branch Davidians. But some locals embraced the group and even joined the project at Eden's Gate, even going so far as to give their land and all of their property to the father. Wow. Okay. And as the group grew, they began to draw attention as people who heard about the father and his mission flocked to Montana to join the project. But some people claimed that their loved ones had been taken by the cult, drawn in, and then forced to stay. In March of 2018, a small YouTube channel gained popularity online and especially in the true crime community when they tried to track down Linny Carl, a woman who had left her home and joined the father alongside his trek to Cascade County. The footage they were able to share showed the inside of the compound and how truly terrifying the father is. On camera, they recorded one of the father's sermons where he detailed a horrifying story that explained the fate of another woman who had disappeared from the cult. In his sermon, the father explains that he and one of his earliest members had married, but there are no records of her ever existing, or them getting married, actually. And I believe that he ordained the wedding himself. That's what yeah. I'm saying. There's proof that he had a follower that he was married to, but there was no like wedding certificate or marriage certificate. Yeah, yeah. Well, during the trek to Montana, the father, his wife, and their infant child were in a car accident, and his wife did not survive. Although there is no death certificate, and it seems like they may have gotten rid of the body on their own terms. Mm. Distraught and left without a mother to help raise the baby, the grainy footage shows the father admitting to suffocating his own daughter. Holy shit! At the request of the voice. Because he needed to show his willingness to serve God, no matter what God asks. This Whoa. TV show is getting out of hand. I thought the <laughs> voice was much better. <laughs> Next up, I'm going to kill this baby. And then Randy Jackson swings around and goes, that's going to be for no from that's me. That's American Idol. <laughs> oh, that's fine. In this case, Adam Levine. He's going to turn around and just like. Paramore of multiple listeners. Uh, we'll turn around. And... I'm sure Adam Levine's killed a baby or two. Am I right, ladies? Okay. No, no. I think maybe some of our followers swallowed those babies. Hey, good for you. Good guys. Good on you. All of you. All multiple of you. So the film also shows the cult using a drug synthesized by Peter and Faith Seed that they call Bliss. 
According to the records archived by the U.S. Marshals, it seems to have been scopolamine. Scopolamine. Scopolamine, yes. What's that? Scopolamine is a drug normally used for motion sickness that can make the patient more susceptible to influence in very high doses. It's something that... It's the uh, zombie drug. Yeah. Colombians used it a lot uh, back in the day. Colombian drug lords have long since used the drug to create zombie-like slaves. Yeah, there's rumors uh, that it had some influence in New Orleans as well. Yep. Um, When? In, like, the 1800s, where it was easier to get. Interesting. It's where, if you ever hear the really, like, old folk tales of zombies, and zombie with a D, like D-Z-O-M-B-I, zombies... That's more what they're referring to as people under the influence of scopolamine. Yeah. The drug, specifically the drug that they used at Project Eden's Gate, was supposedly made from moonflowers or jimson weed, which also has hallucinogenic properties. Oh, great. So not only are you more susceptible to everything they say, but you're also... uh, Hallucinating. Yeah. And sometimes these drugs that they used later, and again in the archived files, they found reports of people who had become so far gone that their brains were just fried forever, and they called them lovingly angels because they were pure and would do anything that God asked them to do. Oh, no. Also reported in the records archived by the U.S. Marshals was a report claiming that additional footage of bodies, either deceased through natural causes, homicide, or overdoses were being disposed of illegally by the group. Ooh, no. Following the videos, the U.S. Marshals issued a warrant for Joseph Seed for unlawful imprisonment and kidnapping with the intent to harm. Fuck. In a joint operation, United States Marshals and Cascade County Sheriff's Department entered the compound at Eden's Gate to detain Joseph Seed with a federal arrest warrant. However, while being escorted off the property... The marshal's helicopter was shot down. Oh, God. Whoa. There were no casualties, but knowing that more officers would come, the group took the marshal and the deputies as hostages. Holy shit. This is Jonestown level. Yes. Uh, Very publicly, the group announced that they were starting what they called the reaping, and the cult began blocking radio signals within Cascade County in an effort to stop contact with the marshal's office and the nearby National Guard in Missoula. They also began making armed rounds all over the town near their compound, telling citizens to either join them or die. Oh, shit. According to the father, the government coming for him had been the beginning of the end that he had foreseen. Being led by Jacob Seed, a former Marine well-versed in hand-to-hand and also armed combat, several members of the cult, known as the Chosen, were able to act as a makeshift military force. Essentially, if you didn't give them the property that they wanted, they would either take you with them or kill you if you were near enough their compound. Yeah. And fairly quickly, the group seized control of not only national land, not only federal land, not only their land, but basically the entire surrounding county. Damn. However, as the cult's presence became more menacing and violent, several armed locals formed militias in order to fight back against the land grab. And, and a luckily, bunch of people on Facebook sent them dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. They were like, "Hey, we need more, we need more food. Can more you send penis us some mayonnaise, please." I served in Iraq. God damn it! <laughs> I served in Quebec. <laughs> and luckily, one of the deputies that had been at the arrest of the father was able to escape capture and utilize the armed civilians and free his fellow sheriffs. Nice. They pulled some fucking like, That's oh, amazing. we're going to free yeah. the guys. So they got them after there. And after the two-week 
long siege. Jeez. Law enforcement officers were able to take back the major strongholds in the county, killing John, Jacob, and Jinglehammer Schmidt. Schmidt in the <laughs> but in all seriousness, they did kill John, Jacob, and Faith Seed. Um, oh, wow. So, so now just o- the father? only the fathers left. Although at this point, Big the poppy. total casualties may be in the hundreds, oh all told, God. of both uh, cult members who later committed suicide and also um, the people fighting on behalf of the civilians. But the county sheriffs were again able to enter the father's compound and make an arrest. However, immediately following the arrest of Joseph Seed, a nuclear bomb hit the National Guard post <laughs> nearby in Missoula and several other locations across the United States, and the world plummeted into utter chaos. It turns out the father was right all along. And to see the results of this new post-apocalyptic world, you can play Far Cry New Dawn out now on all platforms. <laughs> April Fool's, motherfucker! We got you again! Boom! I'm so excited. We're going to do this every year. It's <laughs> We're going to get new followers every year. Like, no, 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 no. Let me rephrase that. We're not going to acquire new followers. We're going to, every year, trick a new batch of listeners. That's true, because last year we got a whole host of people with Wicker Man, and this yeah. year, if you're not a video game person, as I'm not, because half I knew that this was fake, and then halfway through was like, damn, we gotta this stop this. really good. And yeah. then remembered it was fake again, so. <laughs> if you somehow skipped over the last 30 seconds, this is real. <laughs> we are broadcasting from our underground bunker. Oh my god, I would love a bunker. And the only way to stop it is to buy the $30 Joseph Seed action kit. <laughs> Listen, we've got Fallout Boy on the line. Seed 2019. <laughs> seed 2019. <laughs> got some sweet, sweet seed swag. <laughs> oh, don't say that. I, that's the most disgusting thing we've ever said on this podcast. That's not true even a little bit. <laughs> So, obviously, if you're wondering what the fuck is happening, it's April, April Fools, 1st. You April fucking Fools. dumb pieces of shit. They're not dumb. We you deliberately tricked them. stupid pieces of human okay, garbage. Okay, that's harsh. No, harsh. it is. April Fool's Day, we got you. The reason that... So, last year, Paige covered the cult from Wicker Man. I did the Wicker Man last year. It was a blast. Yeah, it was a big old fire. Uh, <laughs> it was a bonfire of fun. Yeah, uh, and just... Like, so many bees? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. We did the original Wicker Man, not the Nick Cage version. But, uh... We... How'd it get burned? <laughs> bees! Uh, so, <laughs> this this year, we wanted to come up with something to... We wanted to try and get more of you fooled. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, man, you know what no one's probably gonna get? This fucking video game that I spent the last 23 hours of my life playing. I was going to say, you've been playing this video game for months. All right, check this shit out. I have, so I beat the game. I beat the game a while ago, and uh, when you, what happens when you beat, okay, first of all, this scared the shit out of me. When you beat the video game, the video game sends you an email Ooh. in real life, oh, and no. is like, hey, we heard you beat our video game. Now we're going to send you the stats so you can look at them and feel like shit about yourself. <laughs> so like I was like, oh, I'll check out this email. And it was like, you played this video game for 22 hours and 55 minutes, you piece of shit. <laughs> How do you feel? Also, you killed 1,610 people. Oh, jeez. You monster. <laughs> also, you caught 48 fish. Good for you. That's pretty good. <laughs> Why is there so much fishing in video games? I don't know. The thing is, is the first time it popped up, it was like, all right, so now that you've 
freed this outpost and killed all of the people in this county. You want to catch a big fish? Why is this video game voiced by Charles Manson? (laughs) Hey, there's not enough vans in this compound for me to trade for pianos, so instead we gotta get some fish. Press L2 to aim and R2 for spiders. (laughs) They come out of the control. (laughs) All you can drive is a van. That's That's the only vehicle choice. Is a van or a dune buggy. Uh, this game doesn't have dune buggies. I just realized that, and I'm actually kind of upset about it. <laughs> there are no dunes. There are several dunes. Also, I just realized there aren't dune buggies, but there are ATVs. Oh, hey. Okay. Yeah. The dune buggy the of dune the white supremacy. Of- <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, uh, if some of you, at this point, if you, if you know what we're covering there's no like getting it in the middle as soon as i said joseph seed some dude is sitting at home just being like these motherfuckers (laughs) there's like it's it's obviously a fake story so i read for this check this out they the the entire like first like 10 20 minutes of this episode uh, is based off of a book that they wrote to come to coincide with the release of the game called The Book of Joseph. Oh shit. And it is really fucking good. <laughs> and the worst part is it's not credited. So whoever fucking whatever intern had to write this book and not get credit for it anywhere, just like they did an amazing job. And it's like uh it's just a fucking tearjerker where you're just like, I lost my brothers. And all I wanted to have is my brothers. And my father beat me within an inch of my life. And all I need is my brothers. Damn. It's pretty much just a brother story. It's like uh <laughs> It's yeah. like brotherly love, but with like way more grenade launchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, brother. Uh, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> that's what I wanted. Thank you so, so much. So there's Oh, here's the thing though. Those books are super expensive because I didn't pre-order it and they only made a limited run. So what I did was I went on Tumblr and I found a Tumblr account called Joseph is Daddy Seed. Oh my Do God. you have some fan fiction for us? I can find some for sure. <laughs> I got really yes. excited for a second. Yeah, proceed. Of course I want to proceed. Oh, no. <laughs> I did not want to proceed. Oh, no. Oh, God. Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, what? But Joseph cooks for you on the first night. All of your meals will be hand-prepared, he tells you. He doesn't believe in modern conveniences, and he goes on to tell you at length what he thinks about the evils of fast food. You are given some more tea to drink, and by the time you are ready for your bed, Joseph has to lift and carry you to your room. He presses a chast kiss onto your lips, which you really ought to wonder about, then retires to his own bedroom. You're out like a light before he even closes the door. This cult sucks. Honestly, I'm kind of into it. He's just going to feed me delicious food that's not McDonald's. Let's go. I feel like a cult leader that's not banging it down. Why'd you start a cult? This is. That's accurate. This is the worst fan fiction. Yeah, you can find a lot of fan fiction for it online, which is one of the most upsetting things about this entire story. Uh is is that like so yeah i had to find pictures of a book that somebody posted on the tumblr called joseph is my daddy seed <laughs> yes. uh, i also had to watch a video called inside he- eden's gate which is a really well produced short film it's like 30 minutes wow okay uh, they also did like a bunch of weird trailers that show the background of the father and there's like one where like 
uh, they show how he became a preacher, and it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Why is this so good? Yeah. Huh. Uh, they did a lot of stuff. Also, this is this thing that I told Andrea about, is the way they announced this game is they got a bunch of press, they brought them somewhere, and then they, like, armed guards came out and cattled them into, uh, like, a waiting area, and then a helicopter flew in, and the actor who played the father in full costume came out and announced the game in character oh shit and then told them to get off of his fucking property amazing <laughs> and that's how they did it the guy who does it is an amazing actor he's a guy he's from really canada good, yeah there's also like they didn't give him a birthday so i gave him the actor's birthday august 19th i think mm-hmm. is what it is yeah so anyway we fucking got you you losers <laughs> april fools, april <laughs> fools. got him got him <laughs> But seriously. We'll be back to normal operations next week, and we've got a barn burner oh, for the next shit. one. Oh, <laughs> shit. We had a barn burner this time, too. I know, we did. <laughs> there, there's actually not any burning barns in the next one, but there's a lot of titties. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Call me. One yeah. of my uh, one of the best things about playing this game, though, is the wildlife and the fact that uh, you can like basically Loader drive around a national park. Uh, speaking of national <laughs> If a tree fallout boys in the forest, oh, fuck. you cut that out of another episode. <laughs> That's good. If a tree fallout boys in the woods. I can't remember if you cut it out or if it was one of those recordings we had to scrap. Because Probably I was like, the scrap. Because I was listening back and I was like, I know I said that once. <laughs> I don't remember cutting that out. I probably wouldn't cut that out. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it very much. Thank, uh, you, thank you. Yeah, if you want to support your national parks, a little bit of DLC, which is downloadable content. I don't know why I said that. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, then you can go to Open Skies Trading Company. Open Skies Trading Company has a bunch of stuff like uh, T-shirts, uh, stickers, posters, um, radiation-free hazmat suits here in our post-apocalyptic world. You know, when you said DLC, all I thought was, do we have any national parks that are waterfalls? Because we shouldn't chase them. We should stick to the normal national parks that we're used to. Do you know that TLC made the theme song for all that, the Nickelodeon TV show? Did not know that. Very good song. Um, There's actually... Oh, no, wait. I'm thinking of the Keenan and Kel one, but you're right. Yes, the all that one was TLC. Anyway, Open Skies Trading Company... Great company. Every purchase that you make, they will donate $1 to the National Parks Foundation, which is in charge of cleaning up our national parks uh, and the nuclear fallout. Boy, that is. uh, (laughs) You can go find national parks. Nope. You can find them anywhere. But you can find Open Skies Trading Company online on Facebook and Instagram at Open Skies Trading CO. That's Open Skies Trading CO. Or you can find them at OpenSkiesTrading.com. Calm. If you want to play Fallout, nope. <laughs> That's a different you video can. game. Jake's a big Fallout fan. Yeah, but he you doesn't like the most recent one. 76 is ass. If you want to play Far Cry 5 with me online, uh, then hit me up on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to get PSN live before I go on the road again, so that way I can bring my PS4 and just play with people. Uh, but yeah, I'll play the game with you. I want to play with you. I want to play. Come on. I need friends. If this is got, my Pokemon Go. Come on. Let me have this. If you got a Sega Genesis, I can kick your ass at Sonic 2. Bro, when I was on the road, I was in Portland. This guy had the, uh, what is it called? The uh, 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 Mortal Kombat? No, not Mortal Kombat. I played Street Fighter. Yeah. I'm so good at Street Fighter. I kicked Jake's ass at Street Fighter. Yeah, E-Honda is my dude. Uh, him and, uh, yeah. 
Just Button yeah, mashers for life. Yeah, dude. I figured this shit out. I started kicking dudes' asses. It was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to play video games with me, you can do so. You can follow me on uh, social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Mondo Does Stuff. That's M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff. Uh, if you're not Dr. Robotnik, if you're just a regular person, you can follow me on Twitter at Paige Wesley or on Instagram at Rampage Wesley. I like seeing your uh, limited range of knowledge on video game films. Yes, I, I don't. I didn't learn anything after the Dreamcast. That's fair. Uh, if you live in Anchorage and you want to see me, I will be at the Before You Die Comedy Festival, <laughs> uh, which is mostly happening at Coots. I, you probably know where that is. I don't. Uh, but I'll be in Alaska this week. So follow me on all the things at Sundress Comic for show dates, ticket info, all that business. And if you want to catch them all with me and you want to be <laughs> my Pokemon Go friend... Uh, my trainer code is six three nine eight eight one two seven nine five oh five. Please play Pokemon with me. I love you so much. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's one person in Anchorage, Alaska, just like she's going to Coots. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! I got banned from Coots three years ago. Can't go back. God damn it! I'm gonna steal that Polaroid off the wall in the bathroom, and I will be there. <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow the show, you can do so on Instagram at Cult Podcast. Or on Twitter at Cult Podcast Show. You can also send us one of them that they're emails about how much you fucking hate me for doing this episode. <laughs> uh, or to get my PSN name because I got to make a new one because I made one when I was a kid. And so my name is uh, lowercase x, upperscore x, underscore, uppercase d, lowercase e, uppercase f, lowercase o, underscore, uppercase x, lowercase x. Why? Because I was 13 and I was like, it looks cool, dude. <laughs> Also, uh, the version of that with 420 and it was taken. Anyway, uh, if you want to send us an email, you can do so at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. If you want to tell me how many video games I don't know about and have missed out on in all of them. Look at them. Look Uh, at all my video games. Jake plays them. He tries to find games that I can play and found out that I can basically only play side scrollers. Yeah. Check out Limbo. (laughs) That's a good one. He, he said that he found some side-scrollers that he thinks I am able to play. Uh, also, he downloaded Curse of Monkey Island for me. So oh, I have shit. been enjoying Monkey Island. I love that fucking game. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it as a kid a lot. Yeah. It's it's puzzles. Yeah. Oh, I like puzzles. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, if you want to send me your old Sega Genesis games, I have a working Sega Genesis. Fuck. An original one. That's dope. Uh, you can send those to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237. Like, like the, the Shining. Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. If you send me any video game, I'll fucking play it. If it's an online game, I'll play it with you. I don't even care, dude. I will own your ass on a sega genesis let's go play fucking street fighter dude E-Honda. i don't have street fighter i do have perfect. A, i have aladdin perfect anyway mm-hmm. um, perfect japan japan <laughs> that's my favorite one uh yeah also you can find all of this information and more on our website which is cultpodcastshow.com go look at our website it's pretty it's beautiful it's gorgeous you did a fantastic job on the thank website. you mm-hmm. mondo makes stuff mondo makes stuff mondo does stuff get it right that's my brand Perfect. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say for this one, don't drink 
that scopolamine drug. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Don't drink the bliss. Don't drink the bliss. And don't believe anything Armando says. And <laughs> don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Japan.